folks, welcome to another episode of What's Your Come Up Story. I'm here, Sir Charles Carey, with my co-host, K-Fit. now, ow. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a live one. You know, we've been on the road. We've had, I think we've always had fantastic guests. What do you think, K-Fit? Absolutely. I feel like everyone's been different. This season has been super interesting, and I'm learning from each guest. Something that's always a takeaway for me, like, I have this in common, that in common. This is getting more interesting as it goes along. Right, right, no doubt. You know, and I know we've started off a lot with um, a lot of creative people, but you know what? I used to get creativity mixed up. I used to think that creativity really was only art, but there's creativity in business. There's creativity in life. We're going to learn a little bit more about that, uh, not only today, but as we move forward as well. So we're going to get ready to get it started. <clears throat> Today's guest, excuse me. Today's guest is a gentleman that I've known for quite some time. Uh, we've been in the trenches of marketing, multi-level marketing, uh, sales. I mean, we have just been brothers and, and brothers of brothers from different mothers. But we've been at it the whole time, you know, trying to make our mark and actually doing it. So without further ado, we're going to learn a little bit more about him today. Uh, none other than my good friend, Brian Battle. Let me see if I can bring this up so that uh, we can see everybody at the same time. Okay, so we see, let's see, let's see, let's see. There's Miss K Fit, which I meant to put on the other side, but it's all good. And here is my man, Brian Battle. Uh-oh, I didn't switch them up. I can <laughs> go, go, go back the other way, my bad. Well, I always wanted to be light-skinned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are too funny. Okay, okay. That's all good. Let me find out that you got a hidden talent I don't know nothing about. My man, right there. Man, I am so excited to have you on the show today, man. How you doing? Sir Charles, Brother Charles, I'm excited. I'm humbled, full of gratitude for you to even have me on this platform with your phenomenal daughter, K-Fit, Mr. Charles Carey himself, Sir Charles Carey. I'm honored to be here, so I'm doing great today, sir. Well, man, you know, I probably know a little bit more about you than a lot of people, but then again, there's another side that even I don't know, so we're going to go to the past and come on up to the future if that's okay with you, okay? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I mean, I know what you're doing today. We're gonna get there, but tell us a little bit about the young Brian Battle. Were you like a athlete, a musician, an artist? What was your youth like? Good deal, good question. So my youth, um, so you brought the um, the idea of being an athlete. I was an athlete. I, I okay. was pretty, I was pretty good in basketball. For those individuals who are familiar with from the DMV area, um, went, I grew up in Fort Washington, Maryland, um, played basketball almost every single day. I wasn't that guy, kid that was very gifted early on, but I worked my behind off to get, you know, to the skill set that I've developed over the years. Um, as I matured through middle school, um, I decided to go to the high, to high school at the Math Catholic High School. So a lot of people are familiar with the Math Catholic from a basketball program, football program. I went there for three years, um, played on the freshman team my first year. Then I made JV my second year, and I made varsity as a junior. Didn't play too much, but again, for those individuals who really understand the math, the Catholic high school basketball, you had to be pretty good to play on that team. Long story short, things didn't work out the way I wanted to. I transferred schools, went to high school at Friendly High School where I graduated from, and 
before I graduated, I was offered over six, six or seven different scholarships. Nice. So I chose to go. So I chose to go to the U.S. Naval Academy my first year. Um, I didn't stick it. I didn't stick it out in the U.S. Naval Academy because I wanted to be a pilot. Uh, my eyes didn't have the the vision I needed to have to become a pilot. So I transferred and wound up going to Hampton University. So from there, um, made the basketball team, but the coaches didn't want to give me a scholarship. So I just focused on my schoolwork. So, so I was pretty good. Pretty good. Was it, would you consider those tough times or rough times or was it just a learning process for you? Absolutely. I never look at situations as an L, but I, I, I say it's a, I look at it as a double L, a learning lesson. Ah, There's nice. always a like challenge that. in life what you're looking at. So I don't look at it as a loss. It's a learning lesson, everything you do. So when I look at my matriculation through college, it took me six years to get a four-year degree. So when I tell people all the time, you know, I went to school, it took me three different colleges to go to for me to finally graduate. But the great thing about it is I found my passion, which was in sales and marketing, once I graduated. Okay. Was that the last leg of your academic education where you picked that skill set, that interest for that skill set? That's very interesting. I like how you asked me that question. I, I really wanted to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. However, I was good in science, but I wasn't really good and strong at math. So when I started taking those classes, I was like, wow, you know, calculus and those high high level courses. I was like, wow, these are kind of tough for me. What what transferred for me is that I actually took a sales class Mm -hmm. in my junior year. And that's when the light bulb went off for me. And there was a young, there's a teacher called, her name was uh, Miss Van Skoyak. And the great thing about her, she taught me sales and also retail marketing. And it allowed me to be in the front of the room to be able to present. And I love talking to people. And it gave me the skill set to go up there and just be in front of the room and talk to individuals. And I learned that that's what I wanted to be. I I love marketing. I love sharing information with people. I love selling to people, finding what their needs and requirements are, and finding a solution for them. And that's the main thing I do in life, trying to find solutions for problems. Because I went to a school in Manhattan, in New York, downtown, midtown Manhattan. And it was a commercial school, commercial education. And it was either you're going to be an accountant, you're going to do sales, or you're going to do secretarial studies, or you're going to do uh, technology. That time was only data processing. And that's where I first caught the bug. And I, I say as a teenager, but I always knew because I watched TV like, like a shark. I mean, diligently watching television. I always knew that I wanted to dress nice and wear a suit. And I wanted my my living to be something where my attire would allow me to walk around looking good and doing whatever it took, as long as I could be sharp in the process. And I wound That's up right. doing that. <laughs> we all do. You know, you, when That's you dress so good, you feel good. <laughs> yeah, what's that? What'd you say, K-Fit? That's so interesting. Like, we're talking about high school. I went to high school in the Bronx. It was an all-boys school. Back then, I was into business, technology, and science. And I just knew at that time I was going to, you know, be doing something with computers and tech and software. And that never happened. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what happened. <laughs> what was the name of the school? It was called Samuel Gompers High School. Oh, Gompers. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I remember Gompers. Wow. So now, now let's say you're about 17, between 17 and 19. I'm mean, excuse me. No, you graduate college. So you're like, what, 20, 21, something like that? 23, 23. It took 23. me five years. It took me six years to get out of school. So 23 at that time. And uh, then you went into, did you get, because you're married. So did you get married first or how did that unfold? 
Very interesting story. I dated my wife for five years straight. I met her my first year going to Hampton University. She graduated in four years. It took me five to finish up in Hampton. And going into my senior year, I would say right after New Year's, we yeah. respect the child. Okay. So we respect the child. My wife's already working. So I knew I wanted to marry her. So I was it just it just was celebrated a lot faster. So I said, look, everyone's coming for graduation. Let me go ahead and plan if you know. If we want to get married, let's get married two days before I graduate. So obviously I flew out, asked her parents for the, you know, her hand in marriage. You know, they gave me the blessing and so forth. So her sister and I, we planned the plan the actual marriage on a Friday. All the family came down. Right. Sunday I graduated, and two days later I started working my very first job. Wow. And I was for a local Southern Railroad in Norfolk, Virginia. And I'm sorry, in Hampton, not Hampton, Virginia, but in Roanoke, Virginia. So way up in the mountains, I was working for the railroad company for two and a half years. And the thing about it, Charles and K-Fit, everyone patted me on the back and said, Brian, you're the very first person in your family to graduate. I wasn't the first to go. However, I was the first to graduate. So they said, Brian, you made it. You, you, you did everything you're supposed to do, get a college degree. But two weeks into my very first job, I, was, I realized I was broke because I was making $24,000 a year. And I took on some of my wife's debt. I had my own debt, got my very first check, and I couldn't even pay all my bills. So and that gave me, me a shock I know right there. that story there. very well. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Now, here's the blessing. Yes, sir. Two weeks later, I met a gentleman in the mall. He approached me while I was looking at his tie because I had three pairs of slacks and I had, like, three shirts. Okay. So I said, let me get some new ties. I can mix it up so they don't look like it's the same outfit. Right. Picked a new tie out. A guy approached me and asked me a simple question. Hey, man, you look real sharp. And Charles, you're going to appreciate this. Hey, you look real sharp. I like that tie you got on. Do you ever look for ways to make some additional money? That was my introduction to network marketing. (laughs) He he piqued my interest. And what he gave me was his business card. And I looked at his business card, and it said Baskaran International. When I looked at it, I was like, man, this guy's like 28 years of age, but he has CEO on his card. Right. And I was trained in school that, in order for you to be a CEO, you got to be an older white man, per se. Right. I didn't see the I didn't see the role models I needed to see that look like us. Right. Yeah. So no doubt. Not, he blew me away, and he broke down some some sound business principles to me, and that would got me on my way to really understanding home based businesses that I love to do every single day because it's not about me; it's about helping other people fulfill some of the goals and dreams of life. So that was the beginning of the journey of how you became a wealth enhancement coach, I would imagine. Part of it, yes, sir. Absolutely. Okay, Fit, you got any questions for uh, Mr. Battle? Yeah, so do you have any mentors during this time frame? Like, you know, who were you looking up to? Like, you know, how, how were you guided during this process? Great question. Now, my very first mentor, the gentleman I met, his name his name is um, Talos Beskaren. He's my very first mentor. He poured into me so much business information that I wasn't even taught in, in college. Again, I tell people I have a marketing degree, but they taught me theory. So reading a book, but I didn't know how to apply the information. He took me and sat me aside and said, Brian, I'm going to teach you the practical understanding about business. And he taught me three major principles that I use today. He said, Brian, if you understand these three major principles, it's going to help you get wealthy along the way. He said, the first thing you need to do is learn how to duplicate your time. We all know that. We only have 24 hours in a day, mm-hmm. and we don't have a only have a certain amount of time to be productive and make a certain amount of money. He said, once you understand leverage over time, 
Now you can actually duplicate yourself to being one person, two, three, four, up to a hundred plus people. And now you can make more money at incremental in incremental time frames. That's going to allow you to make a lot of money. See, that's the first principle. The second principle he said to me, he said, Brian, once you understand exponential growth, when it comes to your health, your time, um, management of different resources, Exponential growth is going to allow you to accelerate that time frame a lot faster because we all used to go into work for 30, 40 years, but we we bone tired when it's all said and done. He said, learn how to yeah. he said, learn how to maximize while you're still young. I said, great. The most important thing he shared with me, and it took me 25 years to, to, to this day to really understand it. He said, once you understand compounding interests, he said, that's when your finance is going to really take off. I said, what do you mean? He said, learn how to take your money, put into a vehicle that's going to actually condition your time frames as opposed to you having to work for 15, 20, 30 years to build up your nest egg. He said, what the wealthy do, they find financial vehicles that grow their money in the first five years exponentially. And just recently, a good friend, a colleague, a partner of mine that I love dearly, she brought some information to me that flat out changed my life. And I've been searching for that for over 25 years. That's compounding. So I'm seeing my money compound over the last two months to the point that it's actually conditioned my time frames from now five years to now two years, and sometimes going to be one year. So those are some of the principles I learned from my mentor. So that's one mentor. But a lot of my mentors on my bookcase right here, K-Fit. I open my books up and I learn from some of the key people like John Maxwell, Les Brown. Um, T.D. Jakes, yes, Russell indeed. Simmons. Oh, yeah. I mean, all these people are successful, but we all find small elements within those individuals that are inside of us also. Right. I think they all have um, something in particular that resonates with all of us in a particular way. You may get something from Jakes, even though he's a minister, but you may get wisdom from him that just hits you a little bit differently than it hits someone else. And that's the yes. good thing about many of the people that we look to or that have come before us. There's like a smorgasbord of wisdom and, and, and knowledge and insight. So I can definitely appreciate that. I know you and I have a mentor. Well, we've probably got several mentors because you've already mentioned some of them, but some mentors that we've actually worked with in real time, such as Wayman Hemphill, yes, uh, when we were in part of the Vision Force 2000 organization. And uh, I remember as the organization was falling on kind of tight times, he pulled me to the side and took me out to uh, Delaware because he wanted to resurrect it. But the tide was changing for me and I couldn't see myself um, reinvesting my time uh, to re-implement the principles to try to help save the organization. And from what I understood, you had a similar trip with them. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Wayman Hemphill, he was really a, a good guy. No nonsense. I remember one of the funniest things he told me, but was still wise. He showed up with the new, I don't know if it was a Mercedes or it was some kind BMW, of black car. BMW. Right. And he said, this is not for me. He said, this is for y'all. He said, I don't care about this car. He bought this car so he can show us literally what's possible. And I never Absolutely. forgot that. Yeah. And so, then so, Yeah, you're right. So I love that because Wayman did so much for me as well. One of my major mentors to this day, his name is Tyrone Best. Mm. I love Mr. Best because Mr. Best always talks about focus on your dreams. We've heard from our 
from our Amway uh, superstars, and they always talk about when the when the, when the dream is big enough, the facts don't matter. Right. <clears throat> That's the same thing, Mr. Best said, because he's a he's a diehard individual who started off in um in Amway, took those same principles, brought it over to where we are now. And I, when I look at him, he's an author like yourself, Charles. Mm. Um, fully documented. He's in the Network Marketing Hall of Fame. Wow. Um, he's he retired his wife roughly about after five years as a as a, a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. His children. This is this is so powerful. He created such a phenomenal story for his own family and his legacy that his kids never filled out a job application. Wow. He says they wow. don't even know their social security numbers because they never tried to get a job because he created such a lifestyle because he focused on sharing with people. Focus on your dream. Right. Don't worry about the outside noise. Find find a vehicle that's going to allow you to 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 shine the way you need to, but more importantly, helps so many other people you know, solve some problems and see, have the solutions in place. And he created such a, a phenomenal organization. And I just study under him. He's the kind of person that you sit at his feet and you just listen. Right, right. He's, he's, he's dripping, dripping with so much wisdom. And to yeah. this day, I love him dearly. So, yeah, you Mitchell's know, are very, very important to me. They are, you know, and it's funny, many years later, after uh, the organization that we were a part of with uh, Vision Force, I ran into another partner to Wayman, which is Bob Crisp, and hadn't yes. seen him. I was so surprised to see him here on Facebook, or not here, but on Facebook. And, um, you know, I told him how much he has meant to our personal and professional development, and he was very honored and humbled, and only to find yes. out that today he passed um, at 76 years old. So it's really kind of sad to uh, realize... Um, you know, that he's no longer with us. I see we have some comments too. What are your memories of Bob Crisp? Wow. My memories of Bob Crisp is the fact that, you know, to, to, to have a legend, a living legend, to come in to a meeting uh, with one of our mentors, again, Wayman Hiphill, that had a connection with him, yes. to get him to come in. You're talking about a multimillionaire gentleman who built such a phenomenal organization, helped so many people that he had multiple homes around the country. He had the best vehicles you can drive. He had he had Gulfstream airplanes. He had a house that he had an airstrip on the back of his house. That's how much money he was making in the industry. But it wasn't just him. He helped so many other people become extremely wealthy. The most important thing I learned about him is that he said, learn to be a master of your craft. So you'll yes. never be the best, but study this industry so well that you can create the reality that you want to have. He said, it doesn't matter what the, what the product or service is, if it's going to solve a, solve an issue or a problem for anybody else out there, they're going to see the need for it. But he said, it starts with your self-development. He said, none of this could be possible for me if I didn't create this self-development from a mental standpoint in my mind. Man, you got some fans out there. Some people are saying, um, go ahead, Brian, tell it. That we love Mr. Best. We love Ty Best. He's the GOAT. Um, man, so there's some people that can relate to what you're talking about and who you're talking about. Um, yes. Yeah, you know, I think Bob, Chris, I mean, endless hours of storytelling, which in the beginning I really didn't understand the purpose of the storytelling, but I'm listening to these tapes. And in the beginning I was getting tired. I'm like, and then all of a sudden one day, I forget which story it was, it just hit me. You know, they were life lessons that dealt with wisdom, that dealt with the nuances of, personal development and self um self-esteem healthy self-esteem yes. and all these things and 
I began to fall in love with these tapes, these cassette tapes that showed us and taught us what to do, how to do, understanding uh, consequences and things like that. And I still have, like you, I'm sure, uh, a yes. nice collection of cassette tapes that I <laughs> should probably throw myself into from time to time. Right. Hey, Fit, Those do you have any questions for uh, Mr. Battle? Well, first of all, I wanted to say those were some dope mentors. Like, I'll be honest, I don't know all of them, but those are really interesting stories, um, especially the one about the legacy and his kids never felt out job applications, didn't know their socials. Super duper dope. First of all, I want to say that, like, that's a legacy legacy. Um, yeah. My next question for you is, you know, hearing about you going to college, did you do you feel now that um, trade school is a better option for the young generation versus college, or would you still recommend, you know, children, the generations, professionals, college over trade? Like, what are your views on that? I love that question, I, and the reason why I say I love that question, I'm I'm real passionate. Everything I do right now is for my family, and I put a focus on the youth. Anyone between the age of 16 up to 30 years old, that's the millennials or however they classify themselves today, however they they can be our kids and so forth. So I focus right. on the youth because I've learned so much about myself over the years. I've had so many challenges, but I have more successes also. So what I try to do is just pour into the youth. So when it comes to education, I always tell people, and I try to get away, you know, not to sway people in their thinking. I always say, if you're going to school to get a medical degree or an attorney, you become an attorney, they'll specialize or an engineer, I would say go to college. But if you're going to get an English degree or a psychology degree, but you're not going to get your doctorate to really go to, to the medical field, I would say get a trade. I'm going to give you a good example. The best example I can have right now is my, my youngest son. My youngest son, Brand, is 24 years of age. He was an all-star. He was probably the, he was the number one quarterback in the state of Maryland back in. He graduated in 2015. You look him up, Brandon Battle. He was the number one quarterback in the state of Maryland. While he was in high school, he went to a trade school or a one of those techie schools. Yeah. But he was in the cosmetology department. He was the only guy in the cosmetology department. So he learned and got a license to do hair. Okay. But he mastered barbering. So when you go to my son's page, he was going to college, getting his degrees. Um, he got his master's degree as well in education, but he was cutting here the whole time. So that trade he has, he's using the trade, but he's not even using the education on the side. So mm -hmm. I always tell kids, get a trade that nothing, that no matter what happens with the economy, most likely you can still have something that's going to produce income for you. Yeah. So at the age of 24 right now, my son is a, in a way better financial position than I ever was at 24 because he has a trade and it's picking up and he loves fashion also. So if it was me looking back what I know now with the mentors that I had over the years, I would have never gone to college. All I had to do was open up some books, get some mentors that can teach me different sound business principles. I would have gone into real estate, you know, think about what's going on right now with Toro and Airbnbs. There's yeah. so many different ways that the youth can make so much money now. And I can make it also at this age because of the knowledge. So to answer yeah. your question, I probably would have never gone to college. I'm grateful yes, I did. Uh -huh. I would have got a trade, a plumber, or something like that. I would have been, been my own business owner from day one. Oh, without a doubt. We got some more comments. Um, my sweetheart, Sharon Parker, says, great for the next generation. Great career advice for the next generation. Hashtag trade. And I agree because yeah. 
it's funny you you know society i'll say tries to force a certain mindset on um the world and everyone's not going to fit in that peg or that box you know college is not for everyone trades are not for everyone and you have to get in where you fit in and i'm not trying to sound swaggy but the real deal is you know you have to really find out what's your passion you know, I used to have yes. a program called the three P's, find your pleasure, find your passion, find your purpose. And I think that's really appropriate in life, especially at the first stage of living life on life's terms. But uh, society has its own ideas. It wants you to yes. feed the economy by going to college, wasting that first year and hoping that you add another year on the back end so they can get paid. See, we already know the 40, 40, 40 plan. But uh, I'm just a rebel, man. <laughs> I, brother, I'm with you because you got to look at some of the, how much school costs these days. I mean, some yeah. colleges cost some kids eighty, ninety thousand dollars to go to school for a single year. So they're coming out with so much debt. They they're working for the rest of their lives to even pay off the student debt. I think so, I told all my kids and said, "Look, you don't have to. You have, look, you don't have to like the business." Now, if you don't want to work with me, you don't have to. I get that. I don't want you to do something that you feel resentment about. But do you think the Heinz ketchup family care about Heinz ketchup? It's not about the ketchup. It's about what the business can do for you. Same thing with McDonald's and any other conglomerate out here. The family doesn't care about the product or the service so much. It's about what that will allow them to do when you work together because working together exponentially you stretch your resources and you maximize your profits so that when you look around five ten years you have so much more than working as an individual and you start to see the benefit of working as a family and how you can expand helping one another yes absolutely we see it all the time. And I look yeah. at what you just said. It's about it's about financial freedom. It's yeah. not just about financial freedom. It's about location freedom and freedom. Because once you have that financial freedom in place, because you're building the legacy within your family, money's no longer issued. It opens up your yeah. mind. You don't have any, you don't have any doubt. You don't have any stress. So now, like you said, your your true purpose and your passions can come out because you're not worried about having to pay bills and so forth. Look, all so that's the time that you invested in building yes. that family business that turned into a, a, a company or a corporation that turned that can turn into an empire. Now you yes. can look around and say, well, let me take 100000 and go do this thing over here because I'm really into this anyway. Right. And then use the credibility of what you've already done to have or reach a higher trajectory based on mm-hmm. your business savvy. But a lot Absolutely. of us as people, you know, as a as a you know, a nation of people, we don't have that vision. You know, we're so short sighted, you know. Yes, indeed. I got I got I got some families lit in the street. Blows me away. It's amazing how different ethnicities work together as a family unit. So down the street we have um an Asian family. Mm. About nine about nine of them live in the household. Right. I learned talking to them as they walk in neighborhoods and I've asked them questions. I said, it's not a traditional family from perspective of an African-American family where you may have four or five people in the household, maybe a broken household, but you have grandma in there, you have mom and dad, you have the kids in there, may have seven, eight cars out front. But what they're doing is they're taking their resources and they're pulling the resources together. 
Absolutely. And once one of the children come of age, they open up a business for that per for that child to run that business. Right. And then once they run that business, they get them a house, but they pull their money together and they pay the house off. And then they bring other family members in to live in that house and support the bills there. Yep. So what it's doing is it's reducing all the costs, yep. but it's putting more assets available to go out there and build more businesses. And that's one thing we got to understand about our families. We can't be quick about telling our kids that when you turn 18, you're on your own because they're only 18. They still don't understand the world. Yeah. And if, if I was 18 and my parents cast me out, I don't know where I would probably be right now. So with my son, my youngest son, who's still home, we told him the same principles. You stay home until you're ready to go. Is, was he ready to go a long time ago? Absolutely. But what he's doing is he's he's actually building up his wealth. So when he launches off, he won't be in debt, which he's not in debt right now, but he have a position where he can go out there and buy a house with cash money. Right. So in the next couple of years, at 26, he's going to be set. So those are the kind of things that I'm trying to learn and, and implement within the household and teach to the youth is that don't be so quick to leave if your parents or your guardians are willing to allow you to be home and just let yourself develop, understand more about the world. Don't put so much debt on yourself. Get the knowledge you learn it from individuals. And that way, when the time comes, you're ready to go. As long as you got a plan. If you're, not, if you're at home, you're not doing anything, different story. Right. If you have a plan, then allow them to mature. So when that time comes, we have a better start for our generations. And that's some of the things I talk about as well. It's very important. Well, that's why I like working with Kate Fit. You know, she's my oldest. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we talk a lot. You would think we were like buddies or pals or something. But we throughout the course of a week, we may yes. talk about a lot of things. Business, spirituality, uh, relationships. I mean, just whatever. A to Z. And I love it because she's open to it. And we have the type of relationship that... You know, if I should leave tomorrow, I know that I've given her the raw dog truth about everything as I know it. Um, if I Absolutely. don't know, I'm going to say it because I don't want to lead her down the wrong path. And there's not a time that she can't get that information, wisdom, to learn the nuances because I want her to have it. I want someone Absolutely. to be able to pass those nuggets down, especially within family. And, uh, you know, hopefully the other two kids, Charles and Sasha, they'll... They'll come around sooner or later. She always tells me they'll come around, but you know, I'm still waiting on them because I, I want them to have the same thing that she has. Absolutely. This Absolutely. is such a great conversation. I really love it. Um, I'm tapping in with everything that she's saying. Like, I feel like I'm going through everything regarding the college conversation and comments you just made regarding the entrepreneurship and business profits, you know, being faster, you know, residual to see versus the benefit of you know, degrees and working these jobs that don't pay the amount in the loan. So I'm all in the shift of this entire conversation. So it's really dope and I definitely can relate to all of that. So I have another question before the child jumps in. You sound like a great father figure and, and male role model to your sons. So I wanted to ask you, what type of questions are you having with your sons in the household in 2022? We're now in a world with so much going on politically and within our brown and black Latino households and culture. What kind of advice do you give your sons, you know, in life, you know, as they, you know, begin to do their own journeys? First thing I talk to him about is for one, you know, being black men, you got to be aware of your surroundings no matter what. It's very important. Um, 
as a father, you you want to make sure you you want to make sure you prepare your kids properly. You want to keep them secure, but you know you can't do that. Even with my daughter, 21, you can't really keep them in a bubble. The one thing I do, I tell them, I tell my son, I said, no matter what you're doing, you're representing yourself, you're representing your family. I said, make sound decisions of everything you're doing. As a father, you try to pour into your kids as much as you can and hope that they hope they understand what you're trying to share with them so they can actually avoid some of the pitfalls that we have gone through as men, as fathers. So when it comes down to really becoming a man they want to be, I always talk to about, you know, maintain your integrity, understand that you have, you know, maintain your character and what you're doing, understand where you come from as far as your legacy from your family and so forth, and, and treat people with respect, especially when it comes to women. Our black women, it's very important for me because I say black women because they have a black mother. I'm not taking anything from anybody else. I say, honor your, honor your women. And what I do, I show them by example. You know, I open the doors for, for, the, for, my, for my wife, for my mother, for my daughter. It's all about how you treat that individual that's going to be a part of your life because you can't, I couldn't be as, as strong as a person I am without the, my wife that I have for over 26 years. She, she's the center of everything that I do in my life. So I teach them what it needs to, what it, what, it, what it means to be a man from a character standpoint and to what do you need to do from a financial standpoint? Because as men, we're considered the providers. And if I'm not able to provide for my family, I don't know about Sir Charles, and I'm quite sure he probably feels the same way. If we can't provide for our family, it kind of makes us feel diminished in a, in a, in a way. We don't feel like we're fulfilling our role as men. So I pour into my sons. I said, look, look at the example of things I've went through in life, my challenges. And I'm always feeding information saying, look, this is what I went through and this is what I did. I wanted, I want to take all the landmines out of the road for you. So you don't have to run to the landmines. However, you're going to have your own challenges. Yeah. The one thing I can say with my boys, they listen to me. They're listening to me and they're going through their own experiences. And they're picking up those nuggets along the way. So my main thing is to help them to become better men, better than me, have better standards in, 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 in understanding how to treat people in the world, but also have a game plan on what you want to do to be successful. Going back to what um, your father said, find out what your find out what your passion is. And once you find your passion, it develops into your purpose in life. And I and I can honestly say my sons have really found their passions. And their and their purposes are starting to develop also. So I hope I answered it. I can get kind of all over the place, K Fit. I'm just uh, passionate. But you know, that's good. Because I think that's that conversation or that question <clears throat> leads to a definitely much deeper conversation. And maybe we'll have you come back another time so we can to to speak to it because I, I definitely think that the old school way, basically the foundation is the best way. However, times have changed over i guess the last 30 or some odd years with you know the rise of you know women's lib and women wanting to be their own you know whatever boss and all that kind of thing and sometimes sure. the structure of the family home has been challenged where some women even feel like they don't even need you which i think that's the wrong obviously the wrong mindset and it's not about a control thing but it's almost the same thing i like with business the more we work together in concert, you know, there's mm -hmm. strength in numbers. 
the further we can go, the more we can have, and the more that we can produce. Unfortunately, I, I believe from what I've seen and what I've even experienced, unfortunately, a lot of that has become challenged and right. it's really uh, it's really unfair and unfortunate. We got some more comments. Sharon says, yes, this is right. Honor your women. And I agree. We shouldn't honor our women, but we should honor one another as well. Absolutely. You got some more questions because I want to find out about what Brian is doing today. Sure. So my next question for you is, what keeps you going at this point? You know, like, what is your motivation? Is it strictly family? You know, is it from totally within, from just the person you are at the core? Like, what keeps you going at this point with what you're doing right now? It started for me back when I was 16 years of age. And my father, my father had a quite my father had a conversation with me. And I'm not sure where it came from, K-Fit. But I guess God was speaking to him. He said, he said, son, if something happens to me, I need you to be able to take care of me. He said, I don't want to be, I'm not going to be a financial burden, but I'm going to ask you to take care of me if something happens. After I graduated, my father had, well, actually when I was in my, my last year in college, my father had his first stroke, but he recovered from it. Nobody would have known he had a stroke, recovered from the stroke. And then later on, right before my daughter was born, my father had a second stroke. And at that time, that's when God was speaking to me and said, honor what your dad said. I sat down and I brought the family together along with my wife. And I couldn't have done it with my wife. I said, sweetie, I need your help because I, I need to take care of my father. So he was living at a sister living location, mm. but he wasn't happy. I said, look, we have room in the house. My wife said, come on in, you know, bring your dad and I love your dad as much as you. And for 16 years, we took care of my father. At that moment in time, I realized that there's always got to be someone in your family that has to step up to change the whole paradigm from a financial standpoint, from a, from a mental standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, that's really, really going to take your family to the next level. And that's, that's when I realized early on into where I am right now that my, my, my desire in life is to make sure I secure the financial future of our family. Because when we look at so many different families, even when someone passes away, People have GoFundMe accounts trying to figure out how they're going to bury their families, family members. Yeah, I want to be that person that because I may have taken some time away and I wasn't at a certain event, I was growing my businesses. I want to create the income that when someone needs something, I don't have a problem stroking the check or going and giving some crypto to them or giving them the cash they need without hesitation. I want to be that person because there's nobody in my family who is, quote, a multimillionaire that can be in a position to do certain things like that or to give me the education to develop that. So my desire is to, 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 is to get so much information that I can build myself up as well as have partners and teach other people that we can have a community of individuals who are very successful. So my drive every day is to make sure that I am that one. I want to be that, I want to be that grandfather if I'm blessed when that time comes that when I, when I pass away, like, like your father said, with the Gettys and the different families, I want to have my, I want to have a bust of my head over top of the mantle of the fireplace. And when my grandkids look up and look and say, okay, who created this legacy for our family? They're going to say Granddaddy Brian and Grandma Revel, my wife. They created all this for us. So that's what I strive for because nobody's done it so far. So I'm taking upon myself, going back to 16, and said God gave me the, the vision. Help my father off financially, do the things we need to do. 
I want to create the legacy necessary for our family. So that's what I, that's what I strive for every single day. You know, and I think it's important. I think Thank it's important you. that you know whatever you're going for. You know, you may not know everything, but honor the process, respect the process. As you're learning and as you're developing, you know, just keep going for it. Stay in the game, stay in the race, because you never know when you're going to hit. You know, I tell people a lot of times in the speaking industry, you know, people, some people are like conference junkies. They go to all the conferences or every time their favorite speaker comes around, they're right there. But a lot of people, they sit there and they're like, man, I didn't heard this story before. I don't know how many times I've heard Dr. Willie Jolly speak on his message, how he got where he's gotten. But every time I can appreciate it because I either learn something new or I understand how to play team. I understand the importance of his story. And by a lot of people, they'll get up just at that moment and leave. And then when they come back and they see everybody going, yeah, that was great. And you're like, what, what, what? Because you missed it. Because you did not honor the process. Because you did not respect the process. Because it was more important to you. You couldn't keep still. You so fidgety that you allowed that to take you out of pocket. And you missed the reward. You missed the blessing. So it's about endurance, durability, and the patience to get it when it's your turn. Everybody doesn't hit at the same time. Sure. You may be in it for 30 years, and then finally one day, boom, eureka, everything <laughs> takes off. But it's worth the journey. <clears throat> so tell us a little bit about what you're doing now with crypto. And, you know, I don't know if Bitcoin is a part of that same scenario. What are you doing now? Crypto is a major, major part when it comes to my finances now. Uh, right now, when you're dealing with the financial markets, I apologize. Man, that's my, my oldest calling me. <laughs> Crypto is so important to me because um, a previous company of ours, we were dealing with gold and silver and, and different assets, you know, for as far as your tangible assets. And with the evolution of cryptocurrency coming on board, our company at the time was evolving right into cryptocurrency, coming up with its own coin within the ecosystem. That company um, eventually kind of folded. But what it taught me was that when you look at the banking system, at one time, you look at the major companies like um, Bank of America, JP Morgan, and Wells Fargo, they were saying that cryptocurrency was like rap. It's only a fad and it's going to go away. But we know what rap is now. It's the biggest genre of music that's out there right now. The same thing that's happening with the financial industry, major banks now are realizing that cryptocurrency is more of a decentralized banking aspects of what you're doing versus they're trying the to regulate it now aren't they what's that again they're trying to regulate it now oh absolutely if you look at it they have the most patents when it comes to cryptocurrency technology so i look at cryptocurrency as a way for us to redeem our our money to actually expedite our money to allow our money to grow a lot faster because when people realize that you may get your hands onto a particular coin like the sheep coin that people have been hearing about a long time for the last year you can get that coin at fractions of a penny and then overnight with a small investment, you may see your portfolio go from a thousand dollars overnight or maybe over two or three months. It may be over 10 to $15,000. So cryptocurrency is the evolution of financing that's taking place right now. 
only roughly about 90 percent of the population still has no idea what cryptocurrency is all about so our goal is my team and what we do is we try to educate people every single day about cryptocurrency. <clears throat> one of my partners and he and his wife we call them the crypto power couple ron and kay coleman they're our coaches our mentors and this gentleman right here and his wife has taught us how to go in there to the blockchain to study the blockchain understand the movements from wallet to wallet and they actually do the studying and understanding what coins are out there hitting from a utility standpoint which one has a supportive community and they put us in such great financial positions because they've sought out and found coins that the people and the masses desire they want to have so cryptocurrency is something i always talk about i recommend everybody if you're not even aware of it take your time to understand what's taking place in cryptocurrency because whether you know about it or not you're either going to be forced to do cryptocurrency or you're going to learn it and be in front of the curve before the masses start coming on board when it comes to that and early wow. adopters the ones going to make the most money from that industry altogether okay okay so kfit i know you normally have questions for our guests what questions do you have for uh for brian that uh may uh, kind of like challenge the thinking in the personal and professional development space what kind of questions do you have for him today um you is there a difference between professional and personal development brian i would say it's going to be one the same in my personal opinion being in sales and marketing because personal development personal development is something you want to do ongoing no matter what you're doing you know it's all we always have room to grow in different aspects of life you know life is evolving all the time so uh, i'm learning you know to be more spiritual and my thinking or how I look at things, I'm, I'm starting to get into numerology, understanding, you know, from really understanding, getting in tune with nature from that standpoint. So I may reference the Bible or the Quran, but again, I'm, I'm more spiritual from that standpoint. So I study books from that stand, from that, from that element. I also look at personal development books to really understand how to become a better person, to learn how to influence people a lot more effectively. How can be a better coach? I could be a better mentor, be a better mentee. I could be a better parent. So everyone has different perspectives and it's always something for us to learn. So I think personal development is always necessary ongoing. From a personal, from a professional standpoint, depends on your industry. Since I'm in sales and marketing, I'm always looking at industry books and magazines and periodicals. Because right now from my background being in the mobile industry from the old company Nextel and Sprint, and also doing work with Oracle from a database perspective and training, it's very important that you stay on the cusp of understanding where technology is going so you can better serve your customers. True. So when it comes to your professional development, you really, really, when it comes to your customers, you got to understand what the customer's needs and requirements are, but more importantly, what are their long-term goals and what their initiatives are so you can help to develop a, a, a plan in place for them. And that's where your professional development comes into play. Also, Find somebody that's in a position that you have a desire to to aspire for, whether it's, whether it's a director, whether it's a, a vice president, whether it's the CEO, find out what they're doing so well, understand how to network within those or within those those organizations and become a mentor of individuals. And that way you can learn what they're doing, what they're doing well and what their challenges are. So I think they both are one the same, but I believe their personal development, I take that at a higher level. Because I'm always wanting to develop no matter what, as a father, a son, a brother, a mentee, a mentor, is very, very important. 
I hear that. That was that was cool. Next question for you. Um, if you can have a conversation with you at the age of 18, what advice would you give yourself, 18-year-old Ryan? What conversation would you have for yourself for life? Find a mentee or mentor that can teach me about business in, in the areas of real estate. That was the first thing because at the time, cryptocurrency wasn't available. See, I had a goal. I wanted to be um, in the real estate. I don't know if y'all remember that that um, course with Carlton Sheets. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got I got Carlton Sheets um, program when I was in college. I wanted to be in real estate, but because I didn't have the proper guidance and understanding how to become a real estate agent or become a, a real estate investor, I put it to the to the to the side. But I would really say find find a mentor that can teach me step by step. That's in a position of success and power. That's willing to teach me what they're doing. And by them teaching me, I don't really have to go to college. I can learn from them in the industry. And as I'm going through the you know, on the job training, per se, I can make the kind of money I want. Because ultimately, really, I want to be you want to be your own boss. That's my personal opinion. You want to have the ability to have your time the way you want. You don't have to answer to a certain person. You know, we're all grown. You know, how do we look when we want to take some time off? We got to put in a slip to ask somebody for permission to, to be off. So when you start looking at individuals now who are 18 years of age and understand that technology is available to them, they, they're coming out the gate, becoming their own boss while they're in high school. So by the time they graduate, they're already financially in a position that they don't have a lot to be concerned about from, you know, housing to, you know, having to pay for car notes and so forth. They're still at home, 18 and young. I will go back and do the same type of things they're doing now with the information I know today. It's amazing how we are all these young millionaires. I, I will say this, though, because I know the world is in pain. And I've said this uh, when I've done my events. The world is in a lot of pain. And a lot of people don't know how to get relief. I do believe that following your passions, whatever they may be, talking about honorable things, um, talking about things that are respectable, moral things, when you find your passions, you'll find that it's therapeutic. For example, when I started writing books, I never wanted to be an author. Not that I was against it, but it just wasn't in my bucket list. But when I started writing my very first book, I learned and discovered that it was therapeutic. And was like, wow. When I learned about being a speaker and I started getting my first speaking engagements and I'm traveling and flying across the country here and there and people are paying attention to me I knew that I was in the right space. And my point of referencing the pain the world is going through is because there are a lot of people out there that have their own agendas. But if you yourself, the citizen, the individual citizen, can find something that means the world to you as an individual, you can relieve yourself of some of that heartache, that heartbreak, those stressors, even if you're not doing it for money, even if you're doing it just... For yourself you want right. to paint whatever it may be i truly believe that it's not always about making the money but about the quality in your lifestyle and uh if the heart is happy and the head is happy you'll find that a lot of the things that happen around you aren't so heavy and aren't so hurtful i totally agree absolutely any other in fact, how can people contact you uh brian in regards to your business, 
I don't have a problem giving my cell phone number out for, for one because I want people to reach Real out to it. me. <laughs> um, the, the, the best way to reach me is via my cell phone, which is 202-437-0142. That's my direct line to my cell phone. I'm here to help anybody. I'm here to learn from everybody as well. Yeah. You know, I want to, as I pour it to you, I know I'm going to get, you know, the added benefit of connecting with that person as well. It's always a lesson, everything. Um, Instagram, you can find me at I am Brian Battle on Instagram. You can, you can contact me there or on Facebook. It's going to be Brian Battle. I don't know the actual extension. However, when you go to Brian Battle, you see the picture of me and my family. You know, you know the five of us with my son, the son with his military uniform on. And you'll notice nice. me. And I'm the ball head guy as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, good. Look, you know, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day that we uh, command the stage together again, man, just like the old days, man. And if any time you have a group to. that needs um, – some leadership teaching or communication teaching. I love to be able to be there for you. Just let me know. You already know I'm just a phone call away, man. Absolutely. Um, it's been a great ride knowing you, man, thus far, all the things we've done and places we've gone across the country and, you know, the people that we saw that became millionaires that were millionaires. And, you know, I think the personal professional development was one of the biggest takeaways for me more so than anything, you know? Absolutely. So, um, keep doing great things, man. Keep doing great things. K-Fit, do you have any additional questions before we close out? Yes. My last question for you, what do you think success is? In your own words, how would you describe success? Success to me is when you have identified your passion and your purpose in life and you, you're, putting, you're pouring more into other people than you're receiving. That's what I define as success, as success, because it's not like, like, like Sir Charles said, it's not about the money. It's about that feeling you give somebody when you help them to solve a problem or give them a solution and you're adding true value to their lives. That's what I call success for myself. And, and folks, don't get it twisted. We're not saying don't go for the money. You need money. As the old friend said, <laughs> you have to have it versus not having it. You mm -hmm. need it versus not needing it, and you need it sooner than later. Go yes. for it, but don't make that the objective because if you make money the focus, you'll always be chasing it. But if you Absolutely. make your passion, your purpose, your main count. focus, and you make money from that, you never miss a day in, 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 in your life of being satisfied and being happy because you're where you're supposed to be in life. Yeah. Definitely. And I want to say, I want to say, Sir Charles, I appreciate you and K-Fit giving me an opportunity to be on your platform. You didn't have to do it. I'm honored. I'm grateful for it. And, and for me knowing you for over 20 years, yeah. you know, going back when we first met in our, in our very first company in ACN and yes. you and I being accountability partners, yes, sir. you know, you introducing me and sharing with me about Toastmasters and see where you were and where you are right now. Yes, I'm honored to know you as a person, as a brother, and the success you're having and the legacy you're creating. Um, brother, I'm, I'm blown away, but I'm not surprised as well. So wow. keep doing what you're doing. And um, again, I'm proud to be you know, one of your brothers. And I thank you again for the platform, K-Fit. It's an honor. You, you, you young, young queen, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of the platform as well. So I thank both of you. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Um, no doubt. I'll, I'll be posting this and tagging on Instagram a little small snippet of this interview. Thank Folks, you. if you're just joining us or if you were watching for a while, we're speaking to Brian Battle. He's an entrepreneur. He's a financial advisor of sorts. He's worn many hats. But if you really want to know about moving your money forward, if you want to do bigger and greater things from a financial perspective or just from a business perspective, you've been looking for something and you don't know what you want to do and you're trying to find the right thing for you, reach out to him and see if maybe he can position you in a way that you'll be glad that you made that connection. Um, man, Brian, once again, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, look, what is, uh, what is, um, Buzz Lightyear say to infinity and beyond. <laughs> beyond. Absolutely. Wish I still had the action figure. <laughs> uh, I know, right? <laughs> Hold on one second. As we wrap this up, folks, you know, it's always a good opportunity for you to become the better version of yourself. And one of the best ways of doing that is that it's just by investing in yourself. I don't think I have the right screen up. I wanted to be to share uh, some things that you can take home with you. But yeah, I found it right here. I found some things you can take home with you to make you a better version of you. Personal and professional development from people like myself, people like Brian Battle, and many of my other colleagues. So by all means, go to Wordsmith Speakers Alliance and you can get books, audios, and any other resource that will help you become the person you were always meant to be. And as I always say, you got to radiate the brain and change the game.